All right, we're good. Yes. We are good. We're good. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And I want to start by actually thanking listeners, friends of the show uh, who listened to last week's episode. Um, a lot of people reached out to me and did a wellness check. And Oh, yeah? Yeah, based on the funk that I was talking about. Oh, yeah. And okay. I thought that was like, it was very heartwarming uh-huh. uh, to uh-huh. have a lot of people to, you know, kind of check up on you and yeah, say, you know, hey, bro, sure. like, you know, you all right? Yeah. yeah. And I would tell everybody I'm, I'm fine. Yes. You know, I'm good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm out of that funk, too. It uh-huh. wasn't as serious as maybe it might have come off. Right. But sincerely, from the heart. Thank you very much for for the messages. I thought that was I thought that was really dope of everybody. I think I got the same for when my kid fell on his head. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, 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 from one of the listeners. I was oh, like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. that's 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 dope, man. Yeah, that, that is that's dope when when people. So that's it's a little it's nice to see a little humanity. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. So so thank yes. you, thank you for that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. Cool. But let's get into our episode for this week. And this week, of course, we're gonna hit you under the hood with some headlines. Um, I have some BMW updates. Uh, a potential a brake pad invention and some problems we want to solve. Uh, of course, the DRO report is coming back. This one was supposed to happen last week, but we're bringing it on this week. And we'll end with some questions from the listeners. First, kicking it off under the hood, I've got a headline, Randy. BMW, um, they're out of date and in trouble. Mm. So apparently, who's ever running their social media campaign... Um, decided to tweet, okay, Boomer, and what's your reason not to change? That's what they tweeted? That's what they tweeted, and then they put the uh, the first ever BMW iX under it. And that BMW, it's an electric one, but it still has the beaver teeth. Yes. And the reason why this was interesting to me is, one, it's sort of tone deaf because... Most people that can afford their cars is the boomer are the boomers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, right? Yes, like, yes. It's like ah, oh, you're attacking your own demographic, you know. There, yeah. I mean, there aren't a lot of millennials with money. Not a ton. Not know? enough to buy a sixty thousand dollar exactly. BMW like SUV. The, the the economy that we were left with is not as great as what right. the boomers got. Right. Um. So I thought, you know, that was a little odd, and then it also comes off kind of like like they're trying to be young. Right. And I could understand how this could work for a brand like Honda. I can understand how it could work for a brand like Toyota. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking marketing campaigns for like the BRZ, for like the Civic, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it can work for fast food chains like Wendy's, right? Yes. Like it, yeah. The immaturity is fine. Right. Whereas with BMW, they've always had this allure of, of this mature yeah awesome experience distinguished brand exactly and now they're kind of putting themselves in the mud a little (laughs) bit and they really put their foot in it man because twitter went nuts did they oh yeah and they issued a a sort of half kind of apology um their response after all the blowback that they got was no matter what age you are we hear you we are sorry it wasn't our intention to insult anyone with the meme slang Okay. The way into the world of mobility is bumpy, but we hope you join us on the journey. And I mean, I know they were talking about the the IX specifically here with the EV stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, everybody went in on on the Bucktooth thing. Yes. And I just don't see how they're gonna do well, especially with these half-ass social media attempts. 
I think the same people designing the cars are the people doing the social media. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. And then at the same time, I mean, obviously social media isn't the greatest measure of who's going to purchase this stuff. Yes. Oh, it's almost like if somebody gets the ball rolling on negativity, it's almost all going to be negative down the line. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm, I haven't come across a lot of people who are excited about BMW now. Yeah, they're this gener this upcoming generation of their design language is Yeah, I mean the the front It's as bad as the Acura Owl beak. Yes. Era of yeah, Acura. Yes. Right? Yes, you're right. Maybe worse. Yeah, I think it might be Arguably worse. worse I think they'll ha- it'll have a bigger negative impact right, on the company. Acura was never um the driving uh machine. Yeah, no, exactly, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Acura I mean, Legend and yeah, the Integra. Especially had, in that time. Right. And, and that NSA, time, Acura was still Honda. Right. Almost, and it always know? still feels Honda-ish. Uh, it's, sort of, it's sort of like Lexus level now, right? I don't think so. You don't think so? I really don't. Uh, Personally, maybe as a, um, yeah, just as, as, a, as a regular consumer that's JDM focused, I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe I I hold Lexus to a little bit too much higher. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe I'm biased yeah. because of the Toyota yeah. family that I grew up in. But yeah. I, I don't I don't see Acura to the same echelon. They're never fighting for the top one, two, or three spot in any of the Consumer Reports, JDE or JD Power. Any of those types of things. Acura. But those those worlds are all bought. I though, know. Right? Well, I don't know. But if they are or are whether they are or they aren't. Yeah. Consumer Reports is not. Yeah, right. That's true. And they just announced uh, Mazda at the top, Toyota second, Lexus third. Really? Yes. And Acura is not there. Yes. And it never really has been. Yeah, that's weird. You're right. Like Acura is kind of. Yeah, it's so that's sort of floating around, right? So that's why Lexus is a little bit different because they at least whether they're um, distinguished as a brand for me, they're not Mercedes or BMW, right, or whatever. At least they have quality on their side, and they can boast that. That makes sense, right? Yeah, that, that's that's my opinion. Whereas Acura never sat at that top one, two, or three, um, aside from the NSX and the Integra Type R. What else could I come up with that's like, oh, yeah, I had to have that car, have to have that car, mm. Mm. you know? So then what else is there? So that's just my thought. Yeah, I mean, we but, you are, but you also love Lexus. I don't say I don't love Lexus. I have no aspirations of owning one. Really? No. I would it, probably own an Acura before a Lexus, though. Really? Specifically an NSX. <laughs> But let's get into the next headline. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) since we're on the topic of Honda and Acura, there was a couple announcements and unveilings this week. And I think it's because there was there wasn't there's no LA Auto show this year. Yes, that's right. Right. So So it's all these online stuff. So there was like an online SEMA thing with Ford where they announced or showed off some of their Ford um, SEMA projects for the Bronco. Yeah. The Bronco is going to Baja 1000 again this week, I guess. Right. Um, not that anybody really pays attention to that, but yeah. nonetheless, that's a very aggressive and challenging race. Um, the Honda Civic got announced yep. this past week, which we had mentioned last week. Yeah. And uh, the BRZ also got announced. Yeah. 
and the QX55 nobody knows or cares about. <laughs> yeah. But that's another car that got announced this week, and we will probably won't even touch on that. Yeah. So let's get to the Honda Civic. Right. Which will be the, the, the mothership or the uh, base model or baseline for the Civic Si and the Civic Type R. Right. Any initial thoughts on the look, how it was done, the marketing behind it? I didn't even watch the damn announcement. I don't know if you did. did so you? I did. You did. I did sort of. Okay. I was, you know, I, I was kind of doing work and stuff in the middle of it. But um, I, I think they listened to the consumers. And at first I saw it and it kind of felt like, you know, yeah. like it fell sort of short. But I forgot that that is sort of what a Civic is, yes. right? A, right. Civ- a Civic is a, and has always been, at least to us, mm-hmm. a canvas to build something, right? right that, that you use to express yourself. Yeah. A young person, right? Because yes. they're cheaper. Right. Um, and it's it's been nice, but subdued, yeah. not extreme. The previous generation, 10th gen Civic, right? Mm-hmm. It was just wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pence everywhere. Yeah. You know, samurai type design. Gundam. Just Gundam, Gundam design style. that you yeah, described. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one came out and it's a lot, a lot more subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, eh, I'm not really digging it. But then I started looking at it a little more, seeing different profiles and I'm into it. I'm, I'm into the fact that there are no fake vents. Yeah. I'm into the fact that, you know, it's got a nice shape. I'm still, you know, obviously there's no coupe, right? Yes. It's all four-door. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see a two-door version of what they put out. Okay. I think it was, it honestly made me feel, it, it harkened back to the EG generation of the Civic for you me. You think so? The look? Yeah. Because it's like the a little very, bit bubbly-ish. A little bit bubbly, but still smooth, rounded. Right. No creases. Not a lot of exactly, creases. Exactly. And quiet, right? It's mm-hmm. a very quiet design. Mm. And you can make of it whatever you want. I like that analogy. You know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so if someone buys it and like an everyday person is going to buy it and drive it, that car will blend in and it'll just be your grocery getter and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's got enough to where, you know, once the tuner scene takes over, it's got potential to look really nice. I'm actually really excited for what the Type R is going to look like based on what I saw right. for the for the regular Civic. So one of the new things is they used to build the Type R in, in England. Okay. But thanks to Brexit, they're building them here. Really? Because the engines are were coming out of Ohio. So made in America, The huh? Type R was, well, yeah, assembled in America. Okay, yeah, say, right? right. And most of the components are probably from America too, but, mm-hmm. you know... Call it what it is. Yes, made in America. Okay. So now, yeah, the Type R is going to be fully built here as well in, I think, Ohio, Um, which is a big deal for me. It is. Because, yeah, then the naysayers, you know, it's an American car now. Yeah, it is. And maybe that leads to something. It won't be cheaper. But, you know. um, Yeah. I mean, it'll be the same, mm -hmm, right? 35 mm -hmm. plus dealer markup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Five grand dealer markup in California. Um, so to your point, it will be a more subtle Type R yeah. on the front side of things. Yeah. The fake. I didn't even think about the fake vents thing. I just took it as as it was, like in its whole embodied shape, the right. Civic. And I thought, like you said, it was okay. Nothing wild. Nothing crazy. Clearly, I outgrew that car in my maturity. Right. Regardless of whether it's Gundam style or not. Yeah. Um. 
I, I didn't Honestly, even... I wouldn't drive the previous generation Civic, but I think I would this one. Really? Yeah. Mm. I think like I said, I think this I think this offers a better canvas for me personally. Okay. In terms of, you know, what I could achieve with it or what I could make it look like. Sure. Um so I'm I'm actually excited, like I said, for what the type R was going to look like. Mm. Um you know, not that it's really in the cards, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm buying an NSX, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's but it's um you know it, it is uh, like I said it is a car that I could probably take make some subtle mods to it and lower it and and it would look nice no matter what age you are. Yes, let me throw a monkey wrench into your NSX statement. Okay. So the new the current NSX has a hybrid drivetrain. Right. Elect it's all-wheel drive electric gas uh, vehicle mm-hmm. where I think it has four a uh, motor on each corner. Okay. I think electric motor on the front two corners I think and maybe gas in the back. Right. The rumor is is that technology is going to get applied to the Type R. Okay. So with that said, would that change your 40 to 50k dollars? from classic nsx over to the type r no <laughs> no 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 you you want no. you love that classic yeah thing, the, huh? the nsx experience is what i'm looking for mm. you know okay. like i'm not i'm not gonna take the car to the track maybe okay. i will once right. or twice but that's not the intention right okay the, i'm not really getting the nsx for the performance to uh-huh. if i'm being honest yeah. It's very much a, you know, kind of a, uh, what would be vanity purchase? Sure, sure, sure. You know, like uh, just hey, own it, off. dude. Yeah, yeah, own it. You know, that's yeah. all it is, right? Yeah. It's 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 a car to flex in. Mm-hmm. It's a car to feel good in. Yeah. You know, you're not necessarily showing off to other people. I mean, yeah. you kind of are, let's right. be honest. But right. at the same time, it's about how these cars make you feel. Right. And the NSX just, you can, I haven't even been in one, but you can tell seeing one on the road mm-hmm. that you'd feel like a fucking giant. Yeah, for sure. Like in one. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. Whereas with the new Type R, even though it has all that technology, yes. you're not going to get that same feeling. Absolutely. You know, you're going to be have better track times. You're going to have more fun driving it in the yes. canyons. Yeah. But the feeling is going to be gone. Absolutely. Because, yeah, for NSX, young or old, no matter what, there's major mad respect for that car. Yeah. Whereas oh. the Type R, Civic Type R, it's still a civic to some people. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like to, to an NSX, uh, an everyday Joe Schmo, not car guy comes up to him and they're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, right. A civic type R doesn't doesn't elicit that same mm-hmm. response from someone who doesn't understand. Right. What the car is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. For you and I, we see a type R and it's like, oh, shit, that's dope. You know, like that's that car is going to be a lot of fun to drive. Yes. Um, but for, you know. Your, your cousin Luis, who has never really driven a <laughs> your car. Your cousin Luis. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have Luises in Philippines? No, Philippi? not really. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's not a Hispanic name we took on. <laughs> not commonly. Yeah, but yeah. It's, for them, it's, it's, not, it's not really a big deal. Mm, uh, okay. But I do see them driving around this Subaru BRZ. So with that said, um, did you want to go next headline and then we go to BRZ? No, let's talk about the BRZ before right. we wrap up on my headline. So. What do you think? So I like the styling way more than I liked the Civics. For sure. For the BRZ. Yeah. Whether it's um, it's it's a nice refreshing change for the BRZ. Do you really think it's a departure from the previous one? It does. It looks like just the front clip got just changed a little bit. Yeah. That's all. Cause the whole like the 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 hooves or the the booty yeah. of the from the front the 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 
the rear quarter panels, they just look exactly the same. It's dangerously, dangerously close to a Mini 400Z. You think so? It's that. To me, it's also the F-Type Jaguar-ish. Uh, yeah. Or a Cayman, Porsche Cayman. Yeah, maybe, Mini. Yeah, right? yeah. Which <laughs> is already small. So. Right, 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 right. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it looks nice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it just looks smaller. To me, it it looks like it's sm- a small car. Yeah, and again, I feel like I've grown out of that sport compact, like sl- uh, slow car fast. Even though I still have slow cars. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like as far as new cars are concerned, I yeah. just I don't. It doesn't. I I just there's no interest for me to buy this car. Even so. yeah, you're sort of like super echelon now. Yeah, even though the previous gen, I was into the um eight six right Sa- the Scion yeah FRS and the BRZ for a while. I had a little bit of an itch for that car. Yeah, I mean, I still like them. I still think they'd be fun track cars, and they're great platforms. Yes, yeah. and so with that said, two hundred twenty eight horsepower, um, still the uh four cylinder uh, the um flat the boxer engine the boxer yeah um 220 or 20 horsepower bump yeah 20 23 horsepower bump eh. yeah eh. but to get i mean i would you know the 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 sayings or people think it's because the supra 2.0 the four cylinder supra yeah is 255 horsepower okay so what do you do with a, a car that's t- supposed to be tiered below the supra right but it's a BRZ, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, and, and I, assumes the eight six is going to be the you know, same like, car, right? Yeah, but the eight, like I guess, I guess if you think of the business, yes, there's no way that the Subaru could make like a three hundred horsepower version, right? I, Toyota wouldn't allow that, right? Probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in ideal world, though, I think the Subaru should take advantage and make a high powered version of this car and let Toyota worry about the Supra eight six dilemma, you know. But of course, they're not going to let that happen, right? Oh, unless that's an they design point. their unless they design their own engine, right? Right. right. Uh, which is it is a it, it it's, a it's a Subaru, Subaru engine. engine, yes. Um, yeah. Ah, see, that's even more reason. It's a Subaru engine. Like, why don't they f- just say fuck it? Like, we're gonna we don't have a Supra, right? So we're gonna make a high powered BRZ. Mm, yeah. And Toyota, you know, fine. You you have the eight six. You can use your badge to you know, lure people to buy it, but well, so Subaru responded to that. Okay. By saying that the engine would have to sit higher in order to accommodate an OEM turbo setup. Okay. Which would throw off the balance of the car. Cause it's, (laughs) cause it's low. It's a low slung, um, boxer engine, right? It's it's low so that the, it's a very balanced 50, 50 car. And yeah, you're rolling your eyes. It's into the back of your head now. I see. Honestly, they could probably lower the engine, right? And put and have the turbo top mounted. I I just right. I don't know enough about the configuration, so I'm just kind of talking out of my ass. Sure. But, and we're not engineers. Yeah, but I mean, come on, like independent right. shops will probably figure out how to do it. That's and that's what everybody's you saying. Know, like like it's, that's so much bullshit, man. <laughs> that's so much bullshit. W- would it be worth uh, thirty five grand for a uh, 280 horsepower brz it just doesn't i mean how much does a brz cost 25 25 to 32 for the like yeah the highest trim turbo for High them 30. three grand yeah a three grand option mm-hmm. 
high 30s 35k yeah i guess in that i mean the just i mean yeah hell yeah if there is (laughs) a version of this car that costs thirty two thousand dollars and people are buying it right i don't see why i don't don't see why 35 wouldn't work 35 39 is a little too much i would say because it would have to land there i would assume it would land there in the 39s because sti is 39 ish yeah but it wouldn't be sti status I mean, if you have two different powertrain like tiers, right? Like yeah. the NA and then the turbo, or you're saying just all turbo, fuck, fuck, fuck all. No, I mean they could have an NA version, right? You know, right. That, that, this version and yeah. then the turbo. Or maybe, version. or maybe that's how they get around the Toyota agreement. Be like, hey, Toyota, you know what? You can have the NA86, right? And you're you you'll you got sell super, tons yeah, of that, yeah. Uh huh. And we'll take on the STI BRZ. Hmm. That would be yummy. Oh, yeah, man. Because then you could swap that into the 8.6 and have a Toyota BRZ. Yeah, but I think the 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 demand of the car mm-hmm. is going to yield a lot a younger generation, right? You're you're you like you said, you grew out of it. I'm probably not going to buy a new one either. I'm kind of grown out of it, too. Um, so they need to find, they need to make it cheap. They need to make it affordable and right. putting turbos in there makes it. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably more in line with the reason why they're not doing it than bullshit. You know, they have to have the engine sit higher. What is if it was 300 horsepower, would that bring it back into your potential list? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would for me. Yeah. Cause then you're, you're say, talking about like, you're talking about very mature speeds. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it definitely puts it into play. But if, if you're asking me to spend, you know, $40,000 on a car, mm-hmm. you're still going to go with NSX. Um, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We know that. Exactly. Exactly. But brand right, new. Right. Brand yeah. new. Let's even, say brand new. Even brand new, though. You have forty thousand dollars. I'm probably gonna go Type R. Um, really? Yeah. I'm probably gonna go. I mean, with forty k, I might even go with the a U. I mean, if we're talking specifically new, mm-hmm. hmm, forty grand. Forty grand. Uh, the Z's. You know if what I mean? If that lands in the low, if f- lands if that lands in that range, yeah. Um, a a four cylinder Supra. You would still take a four-cylinder Supra? I probably still would take a four-cylinder Supra. Um, yeah, at, at that, just at that at that price, it's mm-hmm. just a lot of money to put into a BRZ. Off Even at 300 horsepower? Yeah. Because the Supra is two, 255, 2.0 liter. Yeah. Four-cylinder. But that's... And it's a but heavy that's pig. But that's a Toyota... Well... It's a BMW engine. It's a, BM, <laughs> it's a BMW 255. But, I mean, even like... Which it, yeah, it could be tuned, and it's to, also under. It could be flashed. They are under reporting their, their those numbers right? for even the four cylinder. I don't know. Me I mean, again. I'm sure they'll test that out. I haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot. I mean, but on the six cylinder, yeah. Because who buys a four cylinder Supra? Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. To be honest, I don't know. I haven't even. Are they on sale yet? Yeah, they've been. I haven't. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you own one, you're probably gonna be quiet about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably a little embarrassed. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, like everyone's kind of waiting in the sidelines to see if they're accepted or not. You know what I mean? That's probably why we haven't heard about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of supers around here. No. I only drive around this area. I don't really drive. Hmm. Too- I have seen like on like Instagram, like people 
you know, come showing up with new Supras. Yeah. And I haven't really, I hadn't really thought about the four cylinder Supra okay. too much. So okay. maybe some of those are four cylinder <laughs> Supras. Are not popping their hoods. Uh huh. Yes. We'll figure it out. Anyways, but let's get into our last headline, and yes. this one is not car related, Randy. Okay. It's time for the Moon Boys to rejoice again. Okay. Bitcoin is almost at twenty k. It is. And Ethereum. It has crossed five hundred dollars. It did. Yeah, it crossed five hundred. Oh, that's the only uh, one I have. And it took, it's it's been eight hundred and eighty ish days since the last time Ethereum was over five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long. I was time. at my other job. Yeah, dude. I I started thinking about like that after making the run. I'm like, man, dude, it's been a long time since since this happened. But it's. It's sort of exciting. It feels a little different. And I know, maybe, I don't know, maybe some of you do follow cryptocurrency. Some of you, you know, don't or mm-hmm. what blockchain is, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I definitely recommend you looking into it. Um, it did help pay my E92. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've talked about that. Um, it's a risky investment. But yes. I think now a lot of that technology is actually advancing. So a lot of these valuations are actually against real world examples of real technology was whereas two or three years ago yeah it was all speculation speculation dude it was all speculation i mean there were people who believe in the technology like me Mm -hmm. but it was almost just kind of having faith in that these things are going to be accomplished right nothing actually being done and is that what we're seeing now is that why there's yeah now we're seeing a lot of different technology a lot of releases of different technology and ethereum has a 2.0 coming out so and there's a lot of um what, what would be the industrial money or uh you know companies investing in the technology now so you're getting big names like microsoft and all this stuff and in investing in this technology and and now legitimizing it mm. i'm still not a i'm still not a bitcoin guy because bitcoin doesn't offer the same you know kind it's of just it's just a currency it's just a currency right whereas ethereum is something that you can build technology on right um so it's more appealing to me on that side Mm. but yeah they're they're making advancements that now are attracting more of that money i gotta remember how to get my access to my freaking (laughs) coins (laughs) yeah dude my fractions of coins yeah i mean i think i think uh it's 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 time for you know i'm not saying that this is going to be like the next amazon Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and definitely do your own research and figure out you know where to put your own money this is definitely not advice uh, by any means, but I do encourage people to look into it. And, you know, there's definitely tons of Bitcoin millionaires out there, you know, that invested back when it was, you know, two or three dollars, eleven dollars. I was looking at it at that time. <sighs> so it sucks in 2008 and nine. Yeah, it sucks to, yeah. to like because a lot of the people that ended up, you know, having a lot of money were the people who were buying drugs on Silk Road. That's why I was on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I was curious about yeah, Silk curious Road. About Silk Road. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then these people are, and then they end up keeping let's say somebody ends up keeping four or five Bitcoin just because mm-hmm. they weren't able to spend it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because it was only eight bucks a pop. And now it's at eighteen thousand. Yeah, that sucks. Like, damn, man, you're rolling in it. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah. The Moon Boys are back. Lambos are back in play. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of money being thrown into the market, and your boy has the uh has Coinbase open looking at these charts 24 or 7 again. Really? Yeah, man. And that's why I forgot how to access my Ethereum because uh, okay, it was yeah. it tanked so much 
that I, you know, I just, just like, oh, I'm just I just left it. it. Yeah. yeah, I left it as is. Same here. Like I I'm, put, I'm if after like almost a year and a half, I'm finally in the green again. Oh, really? Yeah, finally in the green again. That's good. But I also did buy in during the dip. Oh, you did? Yeah, when it was like almost at its cheapest. Which again, which was, was like a hundred something. something, yeah. Oh. And um Well, that's paying off now. Oh yeah. Clearly. Yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, that you know, things get over the next five years, you things, know, things get a little better. I th- and you know, the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, even mm-hmm. said that after COVID, our wor- our economy is just gonna be flat out different. Yeah. And we all know that to be the case because we're order everybody's on like uh, Uber Eats and yeah. uh, what Instacarts and yeah. I mean even the stores are changing their configuration of their parking lots yeah. to accommodate for store pickup yeah exactly and they're really looking at e-commerce more seriously now yeah. as a big chain uh, Walmart has offices in Silicon Valley yeah to support their technology like push yeah um so I can see why something like these. Uh, Bitcoin and, and Ethereum would be a platform that yeah, as a currency, as supply chain management, start moving into right managing money, ledgers, right. like all that's that's like the major use cases for a lot of this tech. Yeah. So, I mean, then, you know, buy one or two, see where it takes you. But like you said, we're not financial advisors. We're yeah. not programmers on these two platforms or any yeah. of the other. Are the other coins even like existing? Like the Dogecoin? Summer in play. I have. Uh, there so was another one. Too, I had right? my portfolio had eight different coins. Uh-huh. Out of those eight, four are like busts. Okay. Like turned $500 into 50 cents. Okay. Bust. Uh-huh. So there goes your advice. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. But then there's like, you know, uh, there's Icon. There's, okay. um, uh, let's, th- what else do I have here? Now nah, I won't go into it, but mm-hmm. there's like four others, you know, even Litecoin, Bitcoin, Litecoin Ethereum. Was yeah. Mm-hmm. That are, that's sort of follow the same path once bitcoin and Ethereum yeah they grows, ride the waves they all rise with them yes, yes um yes. so there there's some places that's reliable but as always it is sort of the wild west of event investing yeah, totally so there are a lot of scammers Very right much there are so. a lot of shit projects fake projects really right. just to generate you know have generate money and have people buy into them and mm-hmm. then they jam Oh, okay. You know, they just jam and with all this money. Nice. So, uh, so you know, be careful. Obviously, yes. you know, watch what you're doing. But the, it's definitely maturing, and things are looking a little better for a cryptocurrency. I'll start to uh, listen into it a little bit more again. Yeah. I've, like I said, I let it kind of sit in the corner and... You know, but it's if it's growing, I mean, so is a lot of other areas of yeah, of tech, exactly, right? yeah. So. I mean, but I mean, it also is the stock market is i don't know if do you do you have stocks right i follow stock market yes um because my 401k right i manage my 401k myself have you i've, I've seen some delicious returns lately crazy returns yeah crazy so it's, crazy, uh, crazy it's crazy interesting returns. it's interesting yes. what, where this is gonna go yeah people are still buying a tons of houses it's like i mean let's not get into the economy that's yeah, a little yeah. boring it's, it's but a, anyway a, yeah <laughs> look into getting rich yes <laughs> So you can buy cars. Yeah, so you can buy exactly, exactly, or pay for pay for more seat time. There you go. But anyway, let's get into our next topic, which is something that I was actually discussing with you Mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, brake pads. Yeah. And I I actually said, you know, why, like, why can't we put Bluetooth in brake pads? Yes. 
Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that work out there. Uh-huh. And the reason why this came up is because uh, my cars have brake pad sensors yeah. that need to be replaced with the brake pads. Which, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. And you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, brake pad sensors? Yeah. Don't, don't you just listen for the squeak? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I've always, like, when my Civic, like, it squeaks, all right, time to change them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy. Yes. Um, And it's it's all in one. Yeah, and it's a distinct sound right. that you know. Exactly. Right? And the E36, though, has wires going to the brake pads in all four corners. That's crazy to me. And I think it's the most annoying thing. Like, it's just, why Why do I need to change these sensors when I change my brake pad? So you can't change, you can't, do they sell Duralast brake pads for the E36? Yeah, I think they do. But with the wires in you there? You have... They're, they're actually you separate. Them, so you have to buy them separate. Yeah, you can buy them separate. The AutoZone brand wires. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really purchased AutoZone brand, mm, but I'm mm-hmm. sure they have their own version. Okay, interesting. Um, so, yeah, you have to buy those sensors. They're not, like, wildly expensive, right. but it's still an extra cost and yes. an extra thing you have to deal with. Exactly. Luckily, they're, it's... Uh, it's pretty the base. It's pretty basic technology. Okay. So as long as you uh, close the loop, uh huh, then you don't have to deal with them anymore, which is what I'm doing. So is that what happens when they are um, when they wear out? They close. They, they the loop. will close the loop. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, they close oh, the loop. okay. Yeah. So or no, no. They, they the loop is open. When they wear out, the loop is then open, which, which triggers the, the warning. light. Yeah. The light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a light switch, basically. It's, it's, yeah, that's all built, it is. Built into your built in um, brake pads. To, to your brake pads. Oh. And it's just like I don't want to deal with that, dude. Like that, that, don't need, that, that wiring doesn't need to even exist. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just don't want to. So I, I'm like splicing the wires together to not mm-hmm. have to deal with that anymore. Okay. But in thinking about that, I was like, you know, why have we haven't we incorporated that technology into? Because even the E92, you have to replace these sensors. Same thing then. Same thing. Really? Yeah. It isn't like built into the brake pad. And I feel like we are advanced enough now yeah. to where we should be able to come up with this. And probably somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, you can put Bluetooth on a brake pad and take mm. this idea. And mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. still poor. And so the theory behind the Bluetooth is what? What functions would you want out of the Bluetooth brake pad? I mean, the same thing, right? That once it wear or it gives you a wear. It's a wear meter. Okay. So it'll let okay. you know like 50%, 60%, 30%. And I mean, at that point, if you're able to incorporate, I mean, you, you've got sensors within there that is transmitting through the Bluetooth, mm-hmm. which means you could maybe even like rotor warpage. That would be nice. You know, like, yeah. you know, rotor, rotor wear, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Um, and then, you know, and it's all in the brake pad. You only have to replace the brake pad. That would be nice. And Bluetooth isn't expensive. You know, you know, yeah, you could get it's it super in cheap everything now. Yeah. And like a Bluetooth, the cheapest Bluetooth speaker will be like five bucks. Right. You know? Cheap, shitty headphones, ex- Bluetooth headphones. Exactly. Five, ten dollars. Yeah, exactly. So. So this technology, I'll pay an extra five, ten dollars on a brake pad to have this hmm. instead of having to replace a brake pad sensor or have another wire, which I know is not a big deal. Yeah. But still, like I, I just don't, I just don't see why in this day and age we don't have technology. And you started talking about technology that's that exists where cameras are pointed. I had heard about it, yeah, right, and doing measurements instantaneously. Which in that case, I guess you wouldn't replace a sensor, right? It's just a camera watching this. It's a camera in the wheel well somewhere that's mounted in such a way that it can see how thick. 
either the or measure the temperatures of the rotors and or measure the thickness of the brake pads. Yeah. I had heard about that somewhere. I can't remember where. But you're still running wires. Yes. And it's external from the brake pad itself, which may be better because it's kind of like an ABS thing where you it's always working. You just don't know. Right. You don't have to change it every time you do the stupid brake pad. Exactly. So it is better in that sense. Yes. It is better in that sense. That's a more ideal state, I think. Yeah, it, it is. But I think it's still something. Well, I guess the wireless could break, too. Yeah. Because like TPMS... I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had mixed um, experiences with a tire pressure. Really? Um, yes. Like on a well, we don't have cold days here. Yeah. But on a cold day, it's it's correct in that it's low. Yeah. But it makes it leads me to think that my tire is too low. But when you warm up and are actually driving the car, it goes off. The, the pressure is is the right setting. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're oh. Well, it's my phone. Okay. Um. Yeah, you're right. I think you're you're right in that sense. So there, that's where the fails. Like you know, it's like uh, another thing I have to think about. Or if I didn't know cars, I would be shitting a brick if I saw this weird tire. Thing. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. TPMS. That's wireless. <laughs> yeah, that's completely and wired. It's in the wheel. It's taking abuse. It's not even battery powered. Is it battery powered? There I don't know. has to be a battery in there. I don't. I there don't. has to be a battery in the unit. I've I never, haven't seen one. Yes, exactly. Um, but there has to be a battery in there. There's no way. I don't. I don't know that you could power something wirelessly from that distance. Right. Right. I, mean, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I think. I mean, you're talking about like free energy at that point. Right. right? <laughs> if, if, if you're able to do that. Right. I right, mean, right. you're. Yeah, that's no. Unless it's like an RFID no, type of thing, kind of like a like a badge, like an employee badge, when you. But, but it still it has to be close have, enough. Yeah, you have to like tap it almost. Yeah. Because right? RFID would be another thing, right? Mm-hmm. That you might be able to use, but at the same time, you'd have to be close enough. Yes. Yeah. You'd have to. I guess that that's a step of the way there mm-hmm. because if you had brake pads with RFID that could read, you would then just pass like your phone across it. Or that would be nice. Right? And then it lets you know, but then it's not, it doesn't have the instantaneous feedback that, you know, having it on your dashboard right. gives you. It is like, it does have like an aftermarket. doesn't belong yeah. in the car. Yeah. Field. Yeah. Like another thing you have to do externally. Yeah. I, and I'm now thinking about the camera thing I was mentioning, I think it's actually measuring tire wear. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay. And state of the tire. So, you know, like, like, is it warm, warmed up enough if you're racing? Right. Or that, not. Yeah, that, that, that I know of. Right. Yeah, and that so I know of. That's kind of, I think that's great. That's cool. Yeah. And like, it tells you when to buy new tires because people don't know. Yeah. People don't know no, about wear no, bars. Definitely people don't know. Not man. in, so, and not in California, especially, right? Oh, so yeah. Okay. So in like in Michigan, people know. Yeah, they know better. Nah, here people don't know. Yeah, man. you'll see you'll see cars that you can see you you can see the air. Yeah, when it's rain. Yeah, yeah, when like, it's raining, they're see through, man. Yeah, that's when shit hits the fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> out dude. here. Oh right. Man. I mean, I've been guilty of it. Yeah, back in the day, mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. when you didn't want to spend any money because you didn't have it. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, it's it's it, yeah out here. It's not necessary. I mean, you can. It's not necessary almost yeah, on dry I mean, days. I don't want to say that because it's sort of irresponsible. Yeah, but you can. Have 
have slicks. I yeah. and you'll be okay because yeah. most of the time it's dry out here. Yeah, yes, exactly. But the one that one it's wet just day, that one wet day, you're hydroplaning and yeah, losing you're it. Fucked. Yes. So I guess we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board on these Bluetooth brake pads. Yeah, and we'll figure have to it think out. of a way. Yeah, yes, yeah. I've been. I was trying to. I'm trying. I've been trying to think of like inventions, right? Oh, okay, like, okay. Things that we could come up with. Honda I want, EV like, swap, man. All I, day. No, like I want to. I want to invent something uh for the track car hmm. i feel like that would be the cherry on top for me to like invent something 3d print it and incorporate it into the car something useful right not like some right like like a dash piece or something but okay. like something useful that i can put in the car and say like okay i invented this mm. this would be dope to have in here mm. i don't know what that is I think I'm, my aspirations are kind of high. <laughs> hey, you never know. Good ideas. But maybe I'll come up with something. Yeah, you never know. You know who knows? Yes, yes. But talking about that track car, I do have BMW E36 updates. Did you get the damn axles off? So. No. The, <laughs> the adventure. Uh-huh. The adventure that I went on, right? So I couldn't get these axles off. Like I said in other episodes, I mean, I tried everything I could. And I tried everything I could with. Uh, the trailing arms on the car. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what? I'm just going to take it to a machine shop, have them figure this out. So I went to a machine shop. I looked up on Yelp. They looked at the axles. They looked at the subframe that I took because I wanted to get the bushings pressed out. And I also took my differential. And they looked at everything and they're like, uh, We'll do it for 650 bucks. That's exactly what I said, dude. I'm like, I was like, dude, 650 bucks just to press this stuff out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's probably going to take me a while because of this, this and that. And the axles are kind of funny. I don't know how I'm going to press that out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You you know, for 650 bucks, I'll buy my own tools and do it myself. Yeah. For less than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really down. So I gave up on that. And I was like, I'll try one more place, which actually was recommended to me by another by the shop that evacuated my AC. Okay. So I was like, all right. They're recommended. They are a specifically automotive machine shop. Okay. So I was like, all right, cool. That helps. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're they're gonna know what to do, right? So I go there. Um they they their front door is like locked. You had to go around. So I go around the back. I pull the truck over and I'm like, hey, man, you know, I, I just I, I have some bushings and some axles that are frozen. I just need to get everything out. You don't need to press anything in. Just get everything out. That's all I need. He's like, so he's like looking at looking at um things. He's like, eh. he's like, oh, you know, I might be able to do some of this stuff, you know. So, so then he leaves just jams. I'm thinking he's going to go figure something out or, you know, see what his tools are or whatever. And the the lady that works with him, either his wife or his mom, I don't know. Mm. She's still there. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit there awkwardly and quiet. So I'm like, oh, so hey, how's your, how's your day going? She's like, oh, you know, I'm, like, it's, I'm having a great day. I'm like, oh, great. I'm obviously I'm having a bad day. These axles are frozen. Just you know, making small talk or whatever. And she's like, oh, you're having a day like I had last week. And I'm like, oh, what happened? She's like, oh, I fell. And I'm like, oh, you fell? And she's a little older. I'm like, oh, you fell? She's like, yeah, I fell in the middle of the street over there. And I only had this this phone. And she had a – it's a house phone, a wireless house phone. Okay. She didn't have her cell phone on her. 
and and I'm like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. I was like screaming and screaming, Yikes. and uh, and like, and I'm I'm thinking this lady's in the middle of the street, and then she says, yeah, I'm screaming and no one's coming around, but then these two Mexicans, bro, like, and I so I have this hat on, <laughs> and I have my shades that I usually wear, okay. and of course I have my mask, yeah. So you can't see my face. Right, right, um, right. And your light complexion. And I have a light complexion. I don't carry myself like a white boy, I don't think. But yeah. she didn't. Uh, she obviously didn't know I was Hispanic. Yes. Because this lady goes into the most ridiculous spiel I've ever heard in my fucking life, dude. So she's like, yeah, so these two Mexicans pass by. One's in a bike, and he goes by, and the other one stops, and he goes, can I help? Right. So she tries to make like an accent. Right. Can I help? And I'm just I'm just listening, bro. I'm just like, dude, they actually offered to help her. Dude, that was my thought, man. (laughs) I'm like, you're like in my head. I couldn't even react because in my head, I'm like, you are talking crap about people. Right. A person that potentially saved your life. Right. You know, you're explaining to me that you're in the middle of the street. Right. No one's listening to you. Yeah. You're hurt. You're on the ground. These pedestrians, they have no reason to help you. Mm-hmm. Stop. Right. Ask you if you need help mm-hmm. and called your son, your husband, whatever for you. And you're over here to another Hispanic person. <laughs> right. Disparaging Mexicans. Right, right, right. Right. I, I just I couldn't. At this point, that's when I was like, I'm not giving these people my money. Okay. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what he says. I don't care if he can do this in five minutes. Uh-huh. Fuck that, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, Like, I was so angry. It, it honestly, I, it shouldn't have, but it ruined the rest of my day. Mm, eh, I get that. Like, I understand that. Like, it's sort of, I haven't experienced something like this since I was younger you know, since I was like, you know, 18, I've described some of the situations in college mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's sort of, you get, it, it, you sort of get to a point where you feel like you're past that, mm-hmm. and especially in California, right? you know, yes. you're, that you're not going to hear somebody, you know, say, say Mexicans in, in such a, in such a tone, in a, in a, in a negative enough tone that you can hear the racism right off the bat. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like, yeah, and, and, and yeah. you give them, you give people the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Right? Oh, these Mexicans. And I'm just like, okay, maybe I misheard the tone. Yeah. I don't want to jump to conclusions. But in this case, that was, but no, you, she went on to give me the spiel about complaining that these guys saved your life, mm-hmm. right? Found you help and you still see them as less than you. Right. Right. And so I honestly, I, I was so bothered at the moment that. I couldn't react. I, I I almost I got to a point where I was like, it's just just no point. And yeah, that's how I like. I almost like wanted to pull off my mask and be like, "What's up, Bato? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here to rob yeah, you, like, bitch. Yeah. Bloody. What do you think this now? Like, where do you think you are? <laughs> See, now we got racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, but it's like we got Hispanic it, racist. You know, it's, it's like it's you want to. You almost want to be that stereotype and scare them because of how ignorant they're that's, being. That's but, the naughty way of doing it. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, you're yeah, perpetuating yeah. the stereotype and exactly. even yeah, making yeah. the situation worse. Right. right. But at the same time, it's just like you sh- like, it's almost like you shouldn't even be allowed to have those opinions. You can have your opinions, right? But no matter 
no matter what I feel about a person, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm never really going to hate somebody for where they come from or the color of their skin. That's that's not who I am. Yeah. But even somebody who is my worst enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. If they did something that could potentially save my life. Yeah. I'm dude. not going to feel negatively about that person anymore. Right. How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so did they help her? The guy they helped her. They helped oh, okay. her and they they got her in contact with, you know, her her husband or whoever that was. Uh-huh. And then, you know, she was fine. And she says she's still sore and stuff like that, but they helped her. They helped her up. She said that to me, dude. Like she said the words, "They helped me up." <laughs> oh my god, man. Yeah. So so I'm just standing there quietly like shocked. Okay. And the guy comes back and he's like, mm, I can't do it. Okay. And so it's like racism and incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Right, like, right. Really? And Damn. I wasn't going to give him my money anyway. So I was kind of thankful that it turned out that way. Sure. So I was like, okay, cool. No worries. I closed my, my, my tailgate mm-hmm. and I was out of there. Mm. Uh, but for anybody in Corona thinking to do uh, any machine shop work, don't go to Carl's Machine Shop in Corona, <laughs> California. I have no qualms about calling them out by their business because okay. I just that was blatant. It was obvious and leaves zero doubt that mm. that was racism to me. And it hurt. Yeah, it for hurt sure. for sure. It hurt. For sure. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, I have family members that could have been those people. Right. I have, you know, I have family members that I that I watched you know, riding bikes to work because they didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that stopped by and helped her out. And she's over here talking shit about them. I see. So that's what my Axel situation turned into. So you didn't even get them fixed. I didn't get them fixed, man. I didn't get them out. And at that point it had ruined my day enough to where I was like, fuck people, you know, like uh-huh. fuck machine shops. I didn't want to have any more experiences like this. So I kind of cut that day and got it clicked me back into independent mode. Oh, so you're like, I'm going to I'm Harbor gonna, Freight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Harbor Freight. I'm a figure. I'm gonna look up in every forum, every piece of information available. Yeah. And do this shit myself. And did you? And fifty percent of it, <laughs> <laughs> I did myself. Okay. So I, um, so I took the trailing arms off. Okay. I put them on some saw horses. Okay. And I, um, I just tried everything. Mm. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I still don't have heat, but I bought a, a ball peen hammer. I had the sledge. Um, I set the, uh, trailing arms like hub face up and I just put a ton of PB blaster in there, mm-hmm. probably like eight ounces each. Okay. And just let it sit for a day and a half. Sure. Um, like every once in a while I'd go in and just start smacking it, mm-hmm. kind of shaking things loose and like getting the, uh, the PB blaster in there mm-hmm. after about, I would say 30 hours, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the PB blaster finally started to come out on the other side. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which leads, it was like, kind of like, good, oh, okay, that's a promising a good sign. sign. It's promising. Yeah. yeah. So. I take the passenger side one and that's the one I'm working on and I'm slamming it. But, and I'm, I mean, I'm talking about like a good 15 minutes mm-hmm. of just cranking the sledgehammer on the ball peen, just trying to get this out. Uh huh. No luck. Damn. So, um, uh, I had already, I already had a puller that I bent once. Yes. So I couldn't use that anymore. 
but now Harbor Freight has one available with a slide hammer, and I need to use a slide hammer anyway. So I got my twenty handy dandy twenty percent coupon off. Yep. Went to Harbor Freight, bought the part, um, and I used the puller, and I'm cranking at it. And part of it, I think, was uh, my hesitation from my naivety about you know what it really takes to get these axles out. Sure. I was afraid to really crank on them as hard as I could. But I got to a point, you know, of hours of trying this where I was just like, fuck it. And I grabbed my safety glasses, put them on, Uh and I let the impact gun just run. Uh And it was like a good five minutes. The the gun was hot. Uh Uh And I just heard pop. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah. At that moment, dude. You blew your load. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. I let go of the gun. I did a lap around the house. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like walking around like a champion, dude. I'm like, hell yeah. So, And I cranked the rest of it, and it just fell right out. So just one of them. Just one of them. And then so the the, the other one, which is a driver's side one, Mm -hmm. I started doing the same things with. Same, like hitting it. Uh, soaking it in PB. It gives blaster. you hope, right? Getting that first one. It gives one, me hope. You got hope. This one is a lot more stubborn. Okay. Okay. And the weird thing is that the the axle popped off. Very little rust. It hmm. almost looks good. Yeah. I know that these are interference fit, but okay. I didn't think it was that bad. Right. So um, maybe the I grease mean, is just so dried out. The, yeah. It's the original there, there OEM no, grease. Yeah. It's yeah. the twenty year old grease. <laughs> right. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. Or if it even had grease in there. Right. Or that. maybe these are replacements and they, Shitty didn't, put, replacements. Yeah, they didn't put any anti-seizure grease in, yes, grease in yeah, there. Yeah. So the second one, I'm, I've, I've given it the same treatment. I I did that probably f- for four hours before coming to do this podcast. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I think that one's probably going to take heat. Uh-huh. Uh, looking, Tony from Unaccepted Pod actually offered to... Uh, let me borrow his torch, a map torch. Okay. And that might help get this luckily i got new hubs mm. because those motherfuckers are destroyed <laughs> dude oh my yeah. god they're yeah. they're messed up but remind me again why you're trying to salvage this part is the axle you don't want to have to buy a new axle is that why i'm not salvaging it so then why are you trying to take this part apart you have to take well i have to take it apart to get the bearing out oh it's yeah. for the bearing the bearing the is the bearing. thing that i'm trying to replace right everything else Technically, could have stayed there. I did buy new axles anyway. Because you couldn't have just bought the pieces and just... No, because then I would have to buy the trailing arms. Right. And the trailing arms are expensive as fuck. Oh, it's like okay. 400 bucks each. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, because of that. Otherwise, yeah, I would have bought all new parts. Right. And said, screw it. Right. I don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it was just... I mean, one, it's super expensive at the first shop. Second shop was racist incompetence. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. And it's extremely gratifying. Like, yeah. And honestly, like I, I have not that I didn't before, but I have so much respect for people who do this shit for a living. Yeah, for sure. Because, man, we are lazy fucks. Like, you and I, in terms (laughs) of, like, our jobs, Uh how cushy they are. Yes. You forget how hard people work day in and day out. For shit like this. For shit like this, you know? And I'm over here complaining about 600 bucks, but, you know, it's like, it's it's just, it was hard, man. I mean, it was a full, I would say, over a span of four weeks, a full, like, seven days of effort. Right. To just get one out so far. Yeah, right. You know, like, hopefully I have the other one soaking in PB Blaster with the puller on as hard as I can. Okay. Hoping that 
the pressure think, yeah, and the, the pressure PB. and the PB will like loosen things up and okay. maybe I'll get home right now and it's like <laughs> it's, the, out. it's out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's never gonna happen, but of it course. would be nice. Of it course. would be nice. Wow. So it was uh hammers and the impact gun. Luckily, you know, I have that impact gun. Honestly, it, it wouldn't have worked otherwise. Mm. Um and the puller from Harbor Freight held better than the one that I ordered from Amazon, which I guess I should expect. Yes. But uh, but yeah, it actually did pretty well. It didn't didn't warp, didn't bend, and I cranked it as hard as I could with the impact gun, which is rated at like six to seven hundred pounds mm-hmm. of force on that gun. Um, so got one out, which I'm excited about, but I still got to do the other one. Rub it out. Fifty percent <laughs> of the way there. Yeah, yes. exactly. Fifty percent uh, of the way there. Very good. But I'm figure it out. I'll, yes. I'll figure it out. It's on the Instagram right now. Is uh, it? Yeah, okay. I should post it on stories. Yes. Indeed. I was so fucking excited, dude. There's I, no like way I that said, I couldn't post it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Yeah, that's funny. Like, man. Hell yeah, dude. That's I beat really... racism, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe that's what you needed. Yeah, yeah. Was the anger from the racism to to motivate you more, right? Yeah, man. And it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But I think just like um, I think just like, uh, you know, everybody should work a retail job in their youth. Mm-hmm. Everyone should get a flavor of, you know, stubborn car work to understand, you know, what your mechanics go through that. And it helps you get creative about solutions and learn about that, ways. Yeah. To handle even your house, because that Dude, can apply to the house. A little bit of a tangent on that. This podcast has helped me in my professional life a lot in that recently I had some presentations I had to deliver and I had, I'd been out of practice a little bit. Yeah. And my ability to kind of think on my feet uh-huh. and kind of pivot and really take a small word and turn it, turn it into a long idea. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is total podcast shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like podcasting at work. Really? But it was like playing into the presentation. I'm like, damn, like doing at worst, you know, the podcast, the, the podcast helped me in my professional. Career. So it was to a vendor then this it, presentation it was, or not oh yeah. external. Yeah, it was company. external. Yeah, it was external to, right. like, to a client uh-huh. and it really ended up working out. And I was like, oh, OK, like it's funny how, you know, different things that you work on and end up influencing and helping different areas of your life. Totally. Which is what you're describing. Yes, now. absolutely. So retail for all retail. That's the retail for all. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But gotcha. anyway. Let's move into the Drow Report. And for those who don't know, the Drow Report is a segment where we take three cars and we decide whether they're going to go to the Demolition Derby, rent, or own the car, which is a version of Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah. We've totally taken that and turned it into our own idea. And, yeah, other people have done the same thing, even with the car situation. Not as good as we do it, though. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> so, nonetheless, yeah, I... It's always me that comes up with a list of the three almost for this uh, segment, yeah, right? Yeah, for, for the last I 80% think, of, a, yeah, of the yeah, times I, we've done this. I haven't this. really brought this segment back like me. Yeah. Yeah, but you've come up with a bunch of them. Yeah, which is okay. You know, yeah. whatever. It is yeah. what it is. But nonetheless, so this time around, I went with the theme of Retro USA. Okay. So by Retro USA, one of the... Um, one of the things that the American OEMs were doing in the early to mid 2000s was trying to bring back old designs and modernizing them in a resto mod esque type of way, right? Right. They're riding on Americana type of thing. So, like the example being the um, the HHR, right? Or the um, what's that Chrysler uh, PT Cruiser? Okay. 
right? So I didn't go with those because I think we had done something like that along those lines already before. So Retro USA really means, do you remember the revamped Ford Thunderbird? Yes. Okay, so we, that's the first one. Okay. The next one is the SSR, which is a Resto Mod truck. Do you yes, remember I that? Yes, I remember that. Okay, remember or a that. retro truck, I should say. You yeah. look trying to grab your phone? Go ahead and grab your phone. Yeah, that barber chair does not move very easily. Yeah, which I is, was like, damn, this thing is heavy. <laughs> yeah, and that's intentional. Yeah. So the, the first car being Thunderbird. Okay. Second car, the SSR truck, which is a Dodge or Chrysler. Oh, no, no, it's no, it was a Chevy. Chevy, yeah. Chevy SSR. And then the Chrysler car. So actually, this is Ford, GM, and Chrysler is the Plymouth Prowler. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open wheel. Um, though I don't think they're worth much now because I've not seen one forever. I see one on the road occasionally, <sighs> and I Jeez. cringe the same yeah. way every time. <laughs> yeah. It's like a hot rod attempt, uh, like modernizing a hot rod, Yeah, right? it's like hot rod from the back, F1 car from the front. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> very much like a mullet then. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's very much a mullet. Yes. So, John. Yes. Derby, rent, own. Ford oh, Thunderbird, God. Chevy SSR truck, and Plymouth Prowler. Damn. Uh, that's hard. Okay. <laughs> own? I know what my own is. And that's the? SSR truck. Because it's a utility? No. Oh. I actually kind of dig it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I don't, okay. I don't like, like it. But out of those three, I okay. wouldn't mind if someone gave me gave it to me. You okay, know? okay, okay. But the Ford Thunderbird mm-hmm. was that a convertible or was it? It a- was not a convertible. It looked like it had a separate top, but eh, maybe I'm wrong. Actually, yeah, Ford Thunderbird. Um, ah, uh, maybe it was a convertible. It doesn't say here. So it's a 3.9 liter V8, 280 horsepower. 3,700 pounds. Um, I mean, the problem is with the with the uh, Prowler, it's just like, you know, axles and control arms exposed in the front. Four Thunderbird was a, a convertible. Okay. Four so in a in a demolition derby, uh-huh. you're almost out like right away with the Prowler with the Prowler. Yes. Yes. So. But I don't. I don't even. I don't have no desire to rent one. <laughs> Hell no. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. Right. That means I'm putting money into uh-huh. wanting to drive this car. Right. And if anyone listening here has a Prowler, I don't feel bad about saying any of this. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Like I'm just not down for that car. Yes. Like, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense to demo. See, that's the thing. Like, if we're talking about Demolition Derby just as a destruction of the car. By all means, right? By all means, it's the yeah. Prowler, yeah. right? But I also want to win the Demo Derby. And that's what I was thinking, too. Right? Yes. Like, yes. I also want to win it, which means in that case, the Thunderbird would have to be it. Now, let me give my, my opinions on the Thunderbird. I don't like it either. Okay. It's more of a n- normal-looking car, mm-hmm. but it is, it does have a bit of, like, a, like a, I don't know, like, they didn't modernize it enough. 
Like they tried too hard to keep it close to the old Thunderbird style. Exactly. Like too hard. Right. And what like it almost looks like like an like turning a eight bit game into like new Gran Turismo traffic. Graphics, right, 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 right. As opposed to redesigning it with the inspiration of the Thunderbird. And I don't even know it's what niche it fills, like luxury convertible. Is uh, it a luxury or convertible? just like a throwback? It's uh, technically, I think it's kind of a luxury convertible. Yeah, I don't know. It I mean, seems it like was a luxury a, car. It was a flop, right? It was very yeah, short-lived. I would say so. I it's, mean, all these three were. Yes, you're right. Retro, retro styling. Oh, well, I mean. Then I have to. I'm gonna have to. Shit, can I just demo both? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just okay. I'm demoing the Thunderbird. Okay, just so for the sake of being able for to for the sake of being win. able to win, right? Right. The I guess if I wanted to win, the truck would probably be best to take. But I, I wouldn't mind owning it. I wouldn't mind owning that truck, the Chevy SSR, the right. Chevy SSR. So I am demoing the Thunderbird. And I'm just going to call it the do report. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to. I'm not going to rent it. You don't want to even I mean, rent the I mean, Prowler. Okay, if we're operating by the rules of the game, okay, I'm renting the Prowler. Okay. But honestly, this is the first time where I just don't want it. I don't <laughs> want that car. <laughs> not even the rent. No, and it's such at a disadvantage with the demolition derby that I can't put it in that situation. Mm, okay. Unless I'm, I'm just accepting a loss, which I'm not going to do. Yeah, looking at this uh, Prowler, I mean... I think it had a pretty decent engine, though. I want to say it might have had a Viper engine. Really? I want to say that. Well, no, I take that back. 253 horsepower, three and a half liter V6. Yeah, such a weird. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I wish, you know, attempts like this were made more often. That's a fair point. That's you a know? very good point. Like, I don't want to disparage that. Right. Like, the, the, you know, trying to create these unique cars yeah, you know, yeah. from the mainstream mm-hmm. automakers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not down. Definitely not down. So Chevy what SSR Chevy SSR truck is my own rent is the Prowler demo is the Thunderbird mm-hmm. real strictly because I want to win. If I was, if we're talking just destruction, it's going to be Thunderbird is the rent. But honestly, the Thunder, you put me in a weird spot because the Thunderbird and the Prowler are both cars that I just don't even want to look at. Yeah, I was going to say know? that, too. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really down with them. I mean, reversing the roles and me having the pick, I think I, I didn't think about myself being in the draw report yeah. when I thought about these cars. And I'm in the same boat as you. It's just it's too hard. I don't want I actually don't want all three. Oh, you don't like the truck either? No. Yeah. Not at all. I, I I, maybe all it's right. a keeper just for the utility's sake. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you want utility, you have w- way better options. Uh, absolutely, but yeah. amongst those three, that's yeah. like the best The at, best of at all. At least it of has it. an advantage. It's And the, the SSR has 400 horsepower, uh, 6 liter V8. Oh, okay. So at least it's a fun car. And they have a six-speed manual for it. Mm. So that was actually the best choice. I mean, as far as an enthusiast is concerned, yeah. right? that may be the best choice per, uh, performance-wise um, amongst those three. So, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Very All good right. choice. Now let's go into questions from the listeners. We haven't done this in a little while, but I think we're going to incorporate at least one question at the mm-hmm. end of each episode. But we have two this week. Okay. And the first uh, is Leon from Arizona. Okay. Ask, why don't you have more guests on your show? 
Well, right now we've got fucking COVID. Yes. And I didn't want to do the the Zoom thing. We I had, don't we like can it. do it. You and I have done Zoom. We tried one episode and a few I weeks hate ago. It. Yeah, it I hate it. It's weird. It's hard to pick up the cues. Yeah. You know, we're like talking over each other. Yeah, and then that's all the of, biggest one. And then all of a sudden we're both quiet at the same time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So it's it's just not. It's just it's hard. We like to convey personality, mm-hmm. not that we are great personalities. Yeah. But, you know, when 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 we have a guest on, I mean, our, our sort of mission is to showcase their personality, yeah. their interests, their, you know, what kind of what brought them towards the car culture and all that. And it's really hard, at least for me, to interview somebody through a Zoom call. Yeah. And maintain that personality. Yeah. It's not hard to ask somebody questions mm-hmm. and have them answer them, but it's very disconnected. Yes. Yeah. So as opposed to talking to somebody, watching their gestures, knowing if they're uncomfortable with a question or whether they're really comfortable, mm-hmm. le- knowing what to dig at, what not to dig at. Yes. You know, um, and all that is lost. Yeah, and to your point, the proof is in like the late night uh, talk show hosts and them having guests, and it's just not working. Yeah, it's not the same. It's it's, it's not, not the not same. The same. It, they're doing their best. Yeah, with the current situation, but it's really not the same. And yeah. so we didn't we choose we chose not to have guests until COVID's clear. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Thus, we're just carrying the show. I mean, forward. I wish I wish we could have guests. We like, had some good ones lined we, up. Yeah, and we have a backlog. I yeah, mean, yeah, and I still talk to people who are interested in coming on. Oh, really? Yeah, and and you know, and we'll get people that hit us up that want to come on, you know, and and it's just, I mean, especially since we do this at your house in your garage, you right? Know, like, I'm not gonna. There's no, we don't want to put people at risk. Yeah, and yeah, we could take safety measures and all, but there's still a bit of a risk. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, we don't have to, then you why? Know, why do it? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Th- that's why we currently don't have guests. We wish we could have guests more often. We we wish we were comfortable with the Zoom call thing, but it's just it's just not our thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, for now, it's just Randy and John that you listen to. But you know, hopefully soon we'll have those guests coming back on, and and uh, we'll get to go to SEMA and get to go to car shows. And, that's the goal. Oh, yeah, 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 that's when, what we're wishing for. Yes. But that was the answer to your question, Leon. Hopefully uh, you're not upset about not having any more guests until 2021. Mm-hmm. But our last question, and this is it's funny because I had already seen this. Obviously, I already seen this question, but we almost got into this question earlier. Oh, okay. So this question is from David in Santa Ana, California. And he asks, um, if you had two options, which one do you choose? A 10,000-mile Integra Type R. Mm-hmm. Or a hundred twenty-five thousand mile Acura NSX, and this very likely came from my <laughs> from your rant, my, my rant about yeah. wanting the NSX, um, which you're talking into existence. That's really what oh, it all dude, is. I am totally. I know what happened with the E92, and I'm willingly trying to do this right to myself <laughs> right, with right, the right, NSX. Right, right. But um, out of those two choices, a ten thousand mile Integra Type R or a hundred twenty-five thousand mile. Acura NSX, which one do you choose? Well, ironically, dollar-wise, they're about the same uh, value. A uh, 10,000-mile Type R? Yeah. And well, it's probably th- the Type R is worth more, probably. Yeah. A little bit? I think the Type R is worth a lot more. Because it went to, what, 60, right? The, that one that was like a f- uh, six months ago or a year ago. That, but, that, but that had a much higher mileage. No, the super low mile. Wasn't there a su- What was the record uh, Type R? 
that went on auction on Bring a Trailer? I thought it was around sixty grand. I don't know, but an SI just went for fifty grand. The SI went for a Civic fifty. A Civic SI just went for fifty grand with low miles. I couldn't imagine this In, not being at least another twenty five grand on top. Was it of a six figure Type R? I don't think it was a six figure Type R. Record um, sale. Um, so there was a six thousand mile one that sold for eighty two. Oh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. okay. So, so you're talking about maybe double the cost of what a one hundred k mile NSX would cost. This is probably a good question for one of our, our friendly listeners that yeah. we're cool with, but I might actually go with the NSX. Me too. Really? I was fully expecting you to go with the Type R. Yeah. Cuz you like cuz of the money. Yeah, but I've I'm I mean I've lived in that like power range yeah. for so long. Yeah. And that that echelon of car, yeah, it's worth 82 grand at the uh, mileage that he's yeah. proposing. But it's I, I, I've lived that car like many times over Celica's, the Prelude, the Civic SI. It's the same car. Yeah. Just a little bit tweaked, really. Yeah. Right. Oh, at the yeah. End of for the day. Sure. Same, yeah. same segment. So I would just prefer to get out of that segment altogether and and move into a different segment. Yeah. Like I'm not a collector. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, right. I love cars and I wish I had millions of them, mm-hmm. but I'm not a collector in the sense that it appeals to me. Yes. To have a low mileage car that I can look at. I think I'd freak out. Like my anxiety would would kill me. Like driving the car, you know right? What I mean? Right. Whereas with the hundred twenty five thousand mile NSX, I'm having fun. Yeah, and you that's know? what I'm looking for more a little bit now. Because the S two thousand, I baby a little bit too much. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it OEM plus a little too much. Yeah. And that's keeping me from doing like crazy. Yeah, with yeah. With it, I can't go wild with it. Yeah. Because I want to keep it OEM plus. And, and I hate those restrictions. Me too. That's yeah. what I mean. But I love driving it o- as it is. It's just yeah, I wanna I wanna go wild with it, but I, I'm holding back. Yeah. And that's what you'd feel. You and I would both feel with the Integra, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. I mean we. We understand. We want to maintain its value. Yes. For, I mean, even as drivers, right? Mm-hmm. Even as people that enjoy cars, you don't want to turn 80,000 into you know, <laughs> yeah, 30,000. Yeah. Right, you know, like, right. it's just no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas the NSX, you can essentially transplant my argument from earlier on why I would want the NSX, right? The, the, the feeling it elicits. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's a high mileage version, yeah, you can have that feeling a lot. Yes, without feeling bad. Yeah, without feeling bad about yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. And this yeah. is that ideally that's what I would want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hundred thousand mile cars come with problems, but you know, as long as you can work on the car yourself mm-hmm. for the most part, you're gonna be okay. Yep. So I think for both of us, I was surprised by your answer, but for both of us, it's the NSX. There you go. And I think with that, that is our episode. And how would you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane.com. And if you have any questions, hit us up any way you can. But info at 91octane.com is how you can reach us. Any last words, Randy? Shout out to Karen at Carl's uh, <laughs> Carl's Machine Shop. Shout out to Corona. Karen. Dude. I hope you fall on the street again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Good, good night. night.